Three, mm -hmm. two. Welcome to the Finicky Podcast. That's right. It is, well, I'm mean, not the middle of summer, but kind of like the middle of spring. It's not exactly the time that's notorious for fantasy football, but we are coming up on the NFL draft. And as everyone knows, it's very important to me and my best friend, Chris Antez, who's here. Chris, you're here. I am here. Welcome, everybody, to the Finicky Podcast, where we talk about the best anime and cartoons out. Wait, is this the right one? <laughs> no, it can be. Right. We've talked Venom before. So, <laughs> all right. So we are less than 48 hours away from the NFL draft. Thursday night at 5 o'clock. Chris Antez, we haven't talked about your feelings on the Seahawks. We're on the precipice. How are you feeling? Honestly, after that whole uh, Bobby Wagner debacle, and uh, I don't, it just hit wrong with me. You know what I mean? I literally... After the Bobby that, just, part kinda, did feel bad. We didn't get any good answers. I kind of just turned turned off the Seahawks at that moment. <clears throat> and luckily, actually, the Mariners were coming around. Oh, boy. You're doing the and same so, thing everyone... You're not even here, and somehow you're I'm still not. plugged into the emotional well, pipeline. That's what everyone's crazy. doing. They're drowning themselves in Mariners beer. To try well, to, also, I've, I've never strayed away from the, the whole Mariners either and you know this you i know but me. it's man it's such a long season it's so hard it to is. get in it is i, I say that as a person who literally cares about the nfl year round but like ah man so many games i get this it is true but I, get it. I mean every now and then i'll take a peek at like articles and everything it's like you know the whole like the whole question is where where are we going where what are, are we what, going it's what are we going to do? There's so, there's so many things to address. I mean, also, have you, uh, we never really addressed the offensive line. I feel like. Well, I mean, we got the... Dwayne. Dwayne feel, worked on it I, for a while. This is true. I mean, we're actually still talking to him, too. I'm looking at a picture of him. Right. And, and Pete an said before Russ got traded, the key to the offensive line is keeping the guys together. And like keeping the we in continuity. A problem for us for a long time has been continuity. So why we haven't re-signed Dwayne Brown is a question mark. We did replace yeah. the center, which has been a, a problem for a while. We don't really have a solid left ta a yeah. right tackle, but we did try out some dudes who were yeah. working. Those dudes also, were working. You know what? I, I take it back. We have drafted many offensive linemen in the past, but they just ended up just they not suck. They suck. And We've arguably, I mean, I don't know if it's true anymore, but there was a there was a while there where I think we probably spent more draft capital on the offensive line than most teams when we had true. first rounder Okung, first rounder Afedi, first rounder James Carpenter, second rounder Ethan Posage, first round uh, oh there's somebody I'm forgetting or a second round in there. A lot of people. Now we've built a nice team. We've got Damian Lewis. We got Gabe Jackson. We got uh, Austin Blythe. Now we just got to figure out who our tackles are. So with that, we can start yeah. thinking about what 
What are the Seahawks going to do at nine and with their two picks in the second round? Because arguably, those are three of the highest picks we've had in a long time. We usually don't have high second rounders with low second rounders. Oh, there you are. We usually don't have high second rounders. We have low second rounders. And yeah. we certainly, we haven't had a top 15 pick since Bruce Irvin. So, oh, you know what? Flashback to the Bruce Irvin pick. Do you remember that? Was, I do. Uh, I researched that beanery, draft right? so well. We were at the bar, and I yeah. wanted uh, Luke Kuechly. No, no. Yes, that's what we wanted. We, wanted, we had Luke decided. We want, and then the Panthers took him at, like, nine, like, three picks before us. And I was scrambling through the pages, and I had contingencies, and I said, it's okay, it's going to be fine. We're going to get, like, Sheldon Richardson or something. And then... Uh, Bruce Irvin got announced and not only did I not I brought page pieces of paper I brought mock dra- <laughs> printed out mock drafts for the top this three rounds I remember this to the bar it was, yeah. and it was me, he, Zach and Scott and he wasn't on any of them and nope. neither was he on the pages for the people like watching the NFL like announcing the NFL draft like Bruce Irvin you, and, yeah there was an incredible incredible delay of Footage, they didn't have the like footage. That's right. They could highlights over and over again. Everyone else had these cool intros with the guy like holding the ball and looking into the camera. And this was just like Bruce Irvin. And then had these camera angles from like yep. practices and shit that, you know, it's like West Virginia. But well, OK, so with that, Chris, we got we're going to talk on this draft. We're going to talk some recent news and we're going to talk what the Seahawks should pick. Um, but first, I wanted to go to our mailbag segment, which we okay. uh, have never had before. I'm going to make a sound. Mailbag. So we've got our mailbag segment where um, we have someone has written in a, a question for us in the mailbag. Let me check here. Was it All loose? right. This is important. Okay. So JP from Connecticut asks, where <laughs> is Debo going? So I guess that's for you, Chris. Where's Where's Debo gonna go? Debo Samuel. That's a wide receiver from the 49ers in her bottom. I don't think he's gonna go anywhere. It's tough to this, let him this, go. This season, right? This season, they'll if if they have to, they'll sit him on the bench. If anything, well, they're not gonna lose him to. How do you roll out? The, the most play, inexperienced uh, third biggest, overall pick quarterback ever biggest, without uh, a good wide receiver. Right now? What? Who has the biggest contract, uh, wide receiver wise? Is it? It's a. Uh, is it Hopkins? No, no, no. They've topped Hopkins. If it's not Hopkins, then now it's going to be Tyreek Hill or Devonte Adams. It's Devonte, right? With yeah, Devonte topped Tyreek. What, what, what the numbers are? They're big. They're fucking massive. They and, big. and so Debo wants twenty-five mil a year. He wants oh 25 mil a year because he sees himself as him playing two positions. Yeah, they did use him as a running back, didn't they? Right, and he doesn't <laughs> want to do that shit anymore. He's like, if you're going to do that, you're going to pay me for it. So now, yeah, you're in a... <clears throat> I don't know, Kyle Shanahan... I mean, he's, he's that would a, be the, if he paid 25 a year, that would still be lower than the top four. Diggs, Hopkins, Adams... And Hill. Hill at 30. Devontae 28.2. Hopkins at 
more at an annual 20.6, if I'm reading this correctly. Well, so be... but yeah, I mean, that's it's still, I mean, it's, it's above the, I mean, they can franchise him. They'll probably end up franchising him. The rumor yeah. right now is that the Jets will send the 10th pick for Debo. But I mean, to me, that seems, that's got to be Kyle Shanahan ego saying, uh, I kind of the way Pete Carroll treats corners saying, yeah. I made you what you are. Go ahead, go somewhere else. I'll just make the next Debo Samuel. Give me the tenth pick. I'll find the next one. And I don't know. It's a lot of ego. That's a lot of ego it there. Is. But I say they try. They they will push to keep him though. Oh, absolutely. But they For need sure. to make the move before the draft. They either got to extend him, or or I guess they don't have to extend him. But if they're going to trade him, they have to do it before the draft. I mean, um, unless he's like, unless he closed down all talks, and that would be a very. Well, the way I thought about it is, you know how Pete. You know, I feel like the Seahawks wanted to move on from Russ a couple times. I think that's the Schneider way. Obviously, it's the Pete way. Pete has always said that he never wanted his quarterback to be the make or break for the entire team. He wants an average quarterback and a fantastic team around it. But when you get that franchise quarterback, it's pretty – it's one thing to say. It's another thing to do it. But, you know, I see the wide receiver there. I think Kyle Shanahan's system is to not have a super high-paid wide receiver – Yet, then again, when you get that super awesome dude, it's one thing to actually not resign him. You know, it's one thing to talk about it. Another thing to do yeah. it. And I don't know. It's like forcing Kyle Shanahan to keep Debo could be the thing that spoils the whole team. You know, yeah. if that's how it shakes out. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, you know, you see how we were held ransom with, with Wilson, but... Totally. And I mean, yeah, we finally. It, anyway. Oh, another thing about that. Um, it was a good transition to our next point, which is talking about the Seahawks pick. Um, and thank you, JP from Connecticut, for writing in. Um, I think uh, I saw some rumors that the Hawks actually tried to trade with the Browns. And I remember the rumors at the time, but they wanted to trade with the Browns not to take Baker, but to take Josh Allen. Now, then again, this is all rumor mill, and who knows how much that's true. But you've got to think wow. that Russell Wilson would have had to have been part of that. Wow. Can you imagine the balls, wow. the fucking balls that would have had to take? Like, I don't know. It's what I guess. But I don't know. So here we are in the post Russell Wilson era. And um, we're looking at the quarterbacks. And um, I'm forced to think, because there's no good quarterbacks in this draft, Seahawks mm-hmm. or not, what are the Seahawks going to do? And who is going to be what I would call the Blake Bortles of this draft? To say, Blake Bortles <laughs> was drafted third overall, and God knows didn't have any, didn't wasn't supposed to be there. He wasn't a bad quarterback, but he definitely wasn't third best player in that draft. So who's going to be the quarterback that is the Blake Bortles who gets taken way too high? Um, I have scoured the internet and I have found some NFL comparisons for all of the top five quarterbacks. Um, but before we get there, um, the Seahawks having the ninth pick, uh, Chris, what are you thinking? Should we, should we, if, if quarterback is the most important position on the field, do we just take a, take a swing? I don't, man, I think the one name that I I see thrown around a lot is that Malik Willis dude. Malik Willis? I don't think he drops, I don't think he drops to nine at all. Ooh. But I don't. I feel like they have like a handful of players that they're like. If it drops a nine, we're getting that player. 
Oh yeah, I 100 percent. They're they're grading. If those players get picked. Yeah. I feel for sure they're gonna trade back. Oh, but with who? No one wants to trade up. Who's trading up in this draft? It's a bigger question. It's not that the Seahawks wouldn't love to trade out. Who would trade up? The only team I've heard that I can believe is the Saints. And I don't know if an NFC team trades with an NFC team like that. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Who? Wait, who are the, our main uh, trade? Uh, the Jets. The yeah, Jets are our main trade team. <laughs> that's the main trade team. That's how it usually works. Oh, I don't know, And they man. fucking fleeced us. <laughs> Whenever I say they're going to trade, they're going to pick for best on board, uh... They always somehow just trade back. I don't. Because God knows who's on their board. They've got. If, yeah. if the idea is offensive tackle, uh, Charles Cross is Charles probably Cross, our yeah. only shot, and he is. He's a. He is, an SEC left tackle, which have an okay track record, but he's also a Mike Leach left tackle, which have a shit track record. So I don't know if I want that. I don't Does know. Sauce Gardner fall to us. Doubtful. <laughs> That's the thing. We don't take corners high, but oh, we're also bringing cool. on all those Denver dudes, and they draft Patrick Sertain. So it could happen. Corner doesn't surprise me as much as it used to. Could it be my we're, favorite we're dude? Also hurting at corner like we've never heard before. Well, we did get Justin Coleman back. That's got to be something. Yeah. And here's the thing. I, I know we're hurting at corner, but when we hurt at corner, we solved that in the third round. We solve that <laughs> in the second round. We don't solve that ninth overall. That's not no. what we do. But maybe we do this year. I don't know. I love we Kayvon. Also, also, what we do is we don't draft in the first round. We don't. Well, but, yeah, you look up and you think that this is the year we get Russell Okung, and that's when we start things off. That's, to me, the most predictable thing. I love the idea of Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, I think it's fun. I think that's the most fun option. But... Let's let's look at quarterbacks. You said if it's Malik Willis, what if he falls to us? Um, I found uh, two comparisons. One that uh, neither of us will like, and one that Scott Sweeney will like. Uh, oh the, no! The one that we'll like is Tyrod, or we won't like really is Tyrod Taylor, which is not something you'd want to do with the ninth overall pick. Do you want to guess who uh, is the comparison that Scott Sweeney would like? Um, he's old. It's an old one. What's this guy's name? Uh, Cordell Stewart. It is Cordell Stewart. Look at well that. done. So proud of your knowledge of Scott Sweeney history. <laughs> yes, uh, Cordell Stewart and Tyrod Taylor are the Malik Willis combinations, uh, oh. which means the guy can run, and we're not quite sure if he can throw a whole lot. Um, one of the other options in the top ten, which I would hope we won't get, is Kenny Pickett. Uh, we've got a we've got a young and an old comparison here. We've got um, I don't know if you remember the uh, former quarterback for what is now the Washington Commanders, Taylor Heineke. Heineke, huh? That doesn't sound like a top ten pick. And then the old time comparison, which is I feel like tough for me to I got to go back and watch more tape, is. John Kitna. Wow. John Kitna. Yeah, and he even had like a good year or two, but then he dropped off, and I just, I don't, well, I'll take John Kitna maybe second round or 32. I don't think I'm going to take John Kitna. Top 10 he pick. He was thus. He was with the Lions. He moved around, and it, it yeah. never really quite found those, it. He was also one of those journeyman quarterbacks. I feel. Yeah. 
Again, not a top 10 dream. Uh, Desmond Ritter, who I like. I think he's great. Uh, only comparison out there I found that fit was, um, oh, well, who I thought Andrew Bottom liked, but uh, Marcus Mariota. Oh, that's kind of a rough one. Yikes. Yeah. We got Matt Corral. Matt Corral, who is actually, for me, um, I want to talk about who the best things for the Hawks in the draft. Worst thing, my greatest fear for the Seahawks in this draft is Matt Corral. And I, you know what? If we do take him in like the second or third or fourth or fifth and he does great, fine, I stand corrected. But right now I am absolutely terrified the Seahawks will overdraft Matt Corral. His comparison <laughs> is Matt Barkley. Oh, wait, he's the old Miss guy, right? Corral? He is. Didn't he, he like is. say in an interview or something that he like, what did he like, tries to model his game after like Aaron Rodgers or something like that? Oh, I did not hear that. I did hear from Matt Corral. Um, so he went to like all these fancy prep schools. He was like a five-star kid, which is like the only promising thing. But he went to this prep school, and I guess Matt Corral grew up humbly, or maybe he didn't, but he thinks he did. And um, some kid was like bragging about his money or something, and Matt called him spoiled, and the kids started to try to punch him. And Matt Corral knocked him out. And that kid was... Uh, Wayne Gretzky's son. No way. Yep. Uh, so Matt Corral knocked out Wayne Gretzky's son. So that's really the only interesting <laughs> thing about Matt Corral. Um, after that, it's a bunch of nobodies. There's one fifth round prospect named, it's a great name, Bailey Zappi. And he has been compared to Case Keenum. And to me is probably our best, best laid chance of success there. Because uh, Case Keenum, he, Bailey had his, Zappy. he had his moment in the sun. So now that we've walked through all of the great quarterbacks, all of which, while there may be a best quarterback out of the bunch, probably, and maybe this is all PR. Maybe this is just people pushing them down the boards. We'll see on the draft yeah. day. But um, out of all those guys, who do you think is going to be the Blake Bortles? Who do you think is going to be drafted way too high? Just unbelievably high and have shouldn't have been there in the first place. Probably the Raider kid. Ooh, Mariota. Yeah, I yeah. I like that. I like I like, I think Desmond Ritter could be a huge. You know how like the draft game goes, you got to pick dudes and Yeah, <laughs> I think Ritter could go some would think as high as like the I don't know, like the Steelers, but I feel like even the Saints might might take Ritter. I think Ritter could go. He could surprise some people. Go pretty high. Cuz he's quick and he made it to the final four or whatever of football. Anyway. I like Ritter. I'm not mad at him. Uh, but I don't want him. I don't want any of these fucking guys. All right. Yeah, really, no. Let's get excited, though, Antis. Let's get so all excited. Right. I right. know I know that you're bummed, and I just had to walk us through how shitty all the fucking quarterbacks are. What I would like to talk about is the best things for the Hawks in the draft, which is players we want drafted in the top eight. Now, you heard about, uh, and maybe you've been looking into the draft, uh... We've got Trayvon Walker, who, mm -hmm. if he gets drafted in the top three, or even like the top five, he has the fewest sacks to have, of any drafted top five prospect, defensive prospect ever. Like, he has such low production in college, it's insane. But he also has the greatest physical measurables in the combine since steroids. So, <laughs> uh, with this guy, I would think that it's 
you can. I'll, I'll let you decide, Chris. Do you want the Seahawks to draft him, or do you think it'd be better that someone, if someone drafts him ahead of us, that just pushes more prospects down? So what do you think? Do you want him, or do you want someone else to take him above us? Oh, definitely someone take him take above us. That I 100% agree. I think that he's a fucking. He's got to be. He's a late round pick. He's a late round pick who's getting pushed way too high. Selfishly, I think that Trent Balky, who runs Jacksonville, uh, you know, he used to run. He used to run the um, 49ers back when they had Jim Harbaugh. I think he just doesn't want to take a Michigan kid. I think he doesn't want Aiden Hutchinson because he fucking hates Jim Harbaugh so much. That's my personal theory. You think so? Oh, yeah. He's, he, like, he fucking hates – he doesn't want a Michigan kid. He doesn't want the, the crown jewel of Jim Harbaugh's college efforts to come and bother him and haunt him in Jacksonville. No. Wouldn't you say he would take Kayvon then at that point? No, because Kayvon Thibodeau has Bitcoin or whatever. No, they've – the NFL has already talked. Because he has Bitcoin. I don't fucking get it. It's got to be a PR thing, but they've. Already, it seems like they've already talked him out, talked themselves out of Kayvon Thibodeau, um, and. Wow. And so he's going to be like the fourth edge off the board. I think the Seahawks are going to have that. a chance to take him, and are just going to fucking break our hearts. But whatever, fine, fuck it. What do I know? I, there are a lot of dudes who I have loved in the draft, who like the NFL has fallen out of love of, and they were right. Um, Oh, you remember Dion Jordan? I thought he was going to be great. Uh, you remember uh, so Robert Kemdichi? I thought he'd be fucking phenomenal. Yeah. And when he went to the Cardinals, I lost my goddamn mind. Fun fact about both those dudes, they've both been on the Seahawks. That is. Oh, yeah, that was the whole thing where we had, like, the that whole draft class, all the yeah. first-round picks. We kept bringing in the fuckers from the 2013 draft class. So, I don't know. In that retrospect, Kevin Thibodeau is perfectly Pete Carroll and John Schneider's guy. I would love us to take Thibodeau, even though I acknowledge that maybe he's a douchebag. I don't care. I want him. <laughs> Give him to me. Um, so we'll say best things for the Hawks. Uh, Thibodeau drops to us. Worst thing uh, for the Hawks is um, that Thibodeau gets drafted ahead of us. Best thing for the Hawks, that Trayvon Walker gets drafted high. Aiden Hutchinson is not falling to us. So let's just no. assume he gets drafted high. So that's two players off the board. Um Evan Neal is no way he's getting out of the top six, so he's getting drafted ahead. Um, I've heard a lot of Derek Stingley getting drafted high, so let's assume we're not getting Derek Stingley. So that's four or five dudes. Funny you say that. I think isn't Evan Neal and Stingley like both projected to go to the Giants? Yeah, the Giants could even end up. They have five and seven. Yeah, and and if we do a, a mock draft on Wednesday night, I was thinking about Stephanie might be in. I was thinking of giving her both the Giants picks. I think that'd be kind of a you know. Letting her do that. We were gonna we were gonna mock draft the first ten picks. I was gonna give Stephanie both the Giants so she could make or break their franchise right there. Um, and then I mean Sauce could fall out of the top eight and come to us. I don't know if we take him. Charles Cross is up there. The big the big things is like this is what I think. Best things for the Hawks in the draft that it doesn't matter who that the Panthers take a quarterback. If the Panthers take a quarterback, that pushes one dude down and that's yeah. all we need we need we need quarterbacks to go we need quarterbacks to go at six and personally i think quarterbacks could go at eight i w because that's the falcons and they don't have shit oh they don't have shit 
I here this is this is how I get excited. I don't even have they re, have the Falcons retired Vic's number? I don't think they have. You draft Malik Willis. Give him the seven. Give him the seven. Oh my god. Give him the seven. All right. If here you be honest, Chris Antez. Malik Willis gets seven on the Falcons. Where do you draft him in Finicky? Oh, bottom takes him first pick. Bottom definitely takes him first pick. That's hundred that is the one hundred percent right answer. Andrew Bottom takes <laughs> who he thinks is Michael Vick in preseason, number yep. one overall. No? That's true. Exactly. That's it's a foregone conclusion. Foregone conclusion. That's exactly how this shakes out. I'm uh, glad we're on the same page. So you think about all those dudes <laughs> get picked. Yes, yeah, someone's gonna someone's gonna trickle down to us. Uh, Best, I mean, there's a good chance it'll be Charles Cross. That's true. Charles Cross, Thibodeau, Sauce. I feel like that's it. Yeah. I feel like those are our three. And I, the, here's the hard part: if three edges and three tackles go in the top six picks. Now the Seahawks are fucked. That's the worst case scenario because we don't need wide receivers and we definitely yeah. don't need quarterbacks. Um, yep. I, <laughs> it'll be like one of those, uh, they can't trade away, they'll have a panic pick. And my right. worst nightmare. Because think about this. this that, that is the worst case scenario. If the first eight picks are three tackles, three edges, two corners. We need someone to break all that up. Because if those eight players go first... We're absolutely fucked, and we're getting Malik Willis. Or they might panic and skip on Willis and get that picket kid. Oh, my God. Yeah, or, like, nice. tr yeah, Trevor Penning, some D2 tackle who's nasty. <laughs> like, yeah, that would be the absolute, oh. absolute worst-case scenario for the Seahawks. Three tackles, three edges, two corners, Seahawks up at nine. Uh, they oh have – I, I have to hope and pray that they have <laughs> – a backup plan for that because if they select Drake London wide receiver out of USC, I'm gonna lose my goddamn shit. Oh god, Drake London. The last thing we <sighs> need is more wide receivers. The last thing we need is a quarterback at nine in a draft where no one's worth the top thirty. Yeah. Ah god. All right. So we got a lot to be afraid of. We yeah. have I hope that's or they just pick someone that'll be never heard of again where we have to break out the books and Fuck, you're right. I didn't even think about that. But like at what position? We don't need safeties. You can't do it at corner. If we have to have taking like Trent McDuffie at nine, like the third corner off the board at nine, like that would be understanding that typically in the draft, like the best corners come off in the second, third round anyway, or the bottom of the first. Like rarely, uh, like I think Jalen Ramsey is the last top ten corner that worked. They, I guess you could say Denzel another, Ward. Maybe. They take another running back. Right? Yeah. You know. Take Brees Hall. <laughs> Brees Hall is right there for the picking. Oh my god. Well, oh. Now I'm getting anxiety with all this. this I'm glad, this but the much. see the thing is, if you have, <laughs> if you have anxiety, that means you care. That yeah. does. That means you care, Chris. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, I think we've gone over all of the Seahawk worries. I think we've gone through some of the quarterbacks. Uh, I will say if you're in tomorrow night, I think we're going to do mo uh, what I would call the finicky draft mockery, where we're going to get some people together and we're going to mock draft the first 10 picks and see how it shakes out for the Seahawks in real time. I've already Hopefully described JP from Connecticut comes in. Oh man. Should I give, I should probably reach out to JP of Connecticut. I think that that's a good plan. Um, 
All right. Well, I think that that is probably going to be it for the Finicky Podcast. Antez, you have the last minute to really let your feelings. Just let them out, man. I'm still hurting. I mean, Bobby Wagner was a was a big deal. I know I keep going back to it, but it's like 10 years, man. Gave us that heart and soul. And we kind of just, it's nothing. Just give him a handshake. Not even a handshake. Just, here's the door. Get out of here and... We wish you the best of luck. Not even that. I don't even. It's uh, it 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 hurts just because other people see that and they're like, wait, is that my future in Seattle? Work all that and and that's it. It's, you know. That is but. the sad ending of the Finicky Football Podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Chris, for the uplifting thing. The draft is up next. Good night. Uh, go Mariners. <laughs>